Good morning, MS Vibe rambling again at you at this beautiful Sunday morning and ready to start out with a wonderful moment of Thanksgiving. Um, so today, I am going to talk about facing your giants. You know, it's easy to look about to look about giants. It's easy to look at them and see them and not fear them as long as they're hovering over someone else's life. It's easy for us to ignore them, right? But when you find that those same giants are at your doorstep or has even invaded your home or more dangerously, they have invaded your head, it's a scary feeling, right? So, we know that these giants have several names. And one of these ever-present giants, we call him fear. And even though a lot of us will not or probably don't want to admit it, we entertain fear a lot. We don't want to admit it. We don't want to tell people that we're fearful. But we know that deep down inside, we entertain fear. But let me tell you something that was learned a long time ago that I've learned based on my own experience. Giants are more effective when you're in your valley experience. Giants are more effective when you're down on your luck, when things are not working out, when things are going bad. That's when they're most effective. Once you find yourself in the valley, that is when the giants or the giants start marching towards you. That's when they start to attack because you're at your weakest point and they intimidate you right there. There's a giant that appears in the scripture um, in the first in the first book of Samuel, chapter 17. It's a story that a lot of us have heard during Sunday school or Sabbath school or when our parents tell us Bible stories. You know, but in verse 2 of Samuel 17, we read about Saul and the men of Israel, the army of Israel that were encamped in a valley. But what makes this valley intimidating is not the landscape or the presence um, of the landscape. It was the presence of the champion. When you deal with giants, right, the emphasis is always focused on the external things. Nothing ever focused on the spiritual things. You're always focused on the current situation, the problem, the fear, and the desires, or whatever it is you're facing at that time is your giant. We read that, you know, in the scripture, we read that during this time, the Philistines were on one side of the mountain and the Israelites were on the other side. And the valley was between them. And then emerged from amongst the Philistines army you know it Goliath everybody knows his name now I know that you know the story and I also know you know where it is going but please give me just a few moments to put this into perspective now let's let, let us place ourselves in this valley And imagine looking across and seeing this huge imposing man in full armor, sword, helmet, and all the works, right? 
Um, according to the Bible, he's about probably nine foot seven, nine foot six, or somewhere there, if I if I remember correctly. And when he stepped out, he said, "Send me a man who can fight me and able to kill me, and we will become your servant." That was him, you know, bragging. Because I know I can defeat you. I've been fighting since I'm a child. You know, I'm the greatest warrior the Philistines have. That was the most intimidating threat I believe you would have ever gotten. Right? (laughs) But like many of us, when our giants, when we're faced with our giants, we give way to fear and dismay. And that's exactly what the uh, the Israelites did. They gave way to fear and dismay. They were greatly afraid of this giant. He's a fighter since he was a child. Of course I'm going to be afraid. Can you imagine I'm stepping out in the boxing ring to fight Mike Tyson? That's what it felt like with the Philistine and Goliath, with the Israelites and Goliath. So we're going to jump forward to chapter 14 where um, David's father, Jesse, gave him some supplies to take to the battleground where the Israelites were. Um, David, mind you, is a shepherd boy. He has never seen fight. He's never seen war. He was just a shepherd boy. He was keeping his father's flock. So David, David got to where he was going, gave the supplies, and, you know, he was looking around. And he saw the situation for what it was, and he was seeing it for the first time. And he heard Goliath's voice. But David wasn't even afraid of him. He wasn't intimidated. He was nothing. It's kind of like when we step in front of our pastors and we want them to pray for us. They see the problem that we're having and they're not intimidated by the enemy. They don't don't flinch. They don't quiver. They don't quake. They stand up and they face him. Whatever he's bringing, I'm ready for you. Pretty much that's what your pastor would have said, right? But according to the scripture, David loved God. God. He he loved his God so much. You cannot face David when it comes to God, right? But Saul, being the reluctant king, he told him that he couldn't. He couldn't go out there and fight and beat beat the, the, the giant. He couldn't beat Goliath. He's nothing but a shepherd boy. He's not trained. He doesn't have anything. He doesn't have a sword. He doesn't have anything. But David had some words for Saul. David said, An uncircumcised Philistine has nothing on me. God saved me from a lion and a bear. Surely he will save me from this. Now, I kind of jumped forward um, of the scripture because David spoke about when the lion stole one of his his, uh, lambs. And he went after the lamb and he attacked, he slayed both the lion and the bear. He had victory over the lion and the bear. So surely he's telling Saul, if my God can save me from the clutches and the claws of a lion and a bear, why do you think he can't save me from this man? So David stepped out in front of um, Goliath after collecting the five smooth stones from the, from the brook. And he came out in front of Goliath with all mighty strength as little as he was and he said to Goliath you come to me with a sword and armor and a javelin and but I come to you in the name of God power right there all complete power 
God brought victory to David. And David, David slayed Goliath. We know how the whole story. He slayed Goliath and took his head and brought his head back to the Israelites. But David took Goliath's weapon too and put it in his tent. What do you think was what else do you think was in David's tent? Maybe the fur, the, the coat, the, 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 the skin of the lion, the mane of the lion, and the paw of a bear. Now he's adding Goliath's weapon. Mighty, mighty is the Lord. He can fight all of our battles and win if we believe in him and if we give him that chance to fight for us. Let me tell you, all giants seem bigger than what they really are. You think that you will not be able to um, get over these giants or a giant that is present in your life. You think that you don't have the power to get over them. You think that they are bigger, but there is no giant bigger than God. There is no giant mightier than God. Don't forget the lion and the bear story. Don't forget your lion and bear story. Don't forget those other victories that you have had those battles that you fought and God gave you victory over the lion over the bear those victories that you had before you had to face your Goliath and if he did it for you then why do you think he will not do it for you now if you believe that he did this for you got over your lion and your bear remember those stories surely you believe that God will get you over this one over Goliath, your Goliath. Don't you ever forget what God has done for you. He works in you and through you. You got to believe that he has been doing it for you for so long. You got to believe that he has kept you up and carried you through. He has moved you from your leaky building to a building that stood straight. He has moved you from the abusive relationship into a loving one. He has moved you into from a toxic job to a beautiful environment. He has moved you out of the reach of the users and the abusers. He has moved you from out of debt. He has moved you. He has given you the house you desired. He had given you the the car you desired. And he has given you eternal life because once you accept him, it's eternal life. The physical don't matter. The spiritual success is what matter. And God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So get your spiritual life together and watch those giant fall. Watch them quiver when you step up because you're coming in the name of God. Watch them quiver and quake. When you stand before your giant and when you stand before them and you don't know what you should do. I proclaim you say these five words. The battle is the Lord's. Those five words. The battle is the Lord's. Because believe it or not, the day you decide to fight those giants in with your own flesh is the day you will experience defeat. Let me repeat it for you. The day you decide to take on your giant in your own flesh is the day you will experience defeat. Now, a lot of us have become so accustomed to fighting our own battles ourselves. A lot of us have become accustomed to want to take control of our life. But don't you dare go in front of God and give him something or give him a fight. And then you try to intervene and assist. How can you assist him? All you're doing is delaying your process. 
all you're doing is delaying the blessing. All you're doing is actually hijacking a process that has nothing to do with you at the moment. Think about it. All through the battle, David's mind was on God. All through the battle, David's mind was on God when everybody else's mind was focused on Goliath. Everybody else is focused on the problem. Your mind is focused on the problem. The people around you focus on your problem. And the moment you stop focusing on that problem, it's a, it, it, it no longer appears to be as big because now you're focused on someone that's bigger than that giant. My favorite analogy has always been and forever will be. Look in your rearview mirror. It says... Objects in the mirror appears closer than they are. Your giants appear bigger than they are. The problems appear more difficult than they are. The mountain appears harder to climb than it really is. Because a lot of times those mountains that we're fighting and fussing and carrying on over ain't nothing but a grain of sand. If we give it to the Lord. If we give it to God. If we allow him to do his work. And if... We trust his process. Now I can sit here and talk forever and a day about the process of God and what God can do and you know how marvelous is his name, but nothing will happen in your life until you change your thinking, until you put the focus where it belongs. Let go of the problems. You're fussing and fighting with your spouse. Let it go. Let God. You never tried prayer? Try it now. But pray without ceasing and believe in what you're praying. Believe in the prayer itself. I want you to remember this as I close. There is no giant bigger than God. There is no giant that is greater than God. There is no problem bigger than God. No pain stronger than God. Nothing is greater than God. No one is bigger. No one And the only person who has the power to change your life, it is God himself. But remember this, as you pray and you're thinking that nothing is happening, it is when everything is happening. When you think everything is falling apart, everything is falling into place. When you think your blessing is denied it is only delayed because while he's working on everything else in your life he's also working on your character because your character must be in alignment with your calling remember this you're beautiful you're wonderful and nothing about you is a mistake god bless you